Welcome to Aspects of Faith, where we discuss theology for the everyday person and answer some of your theological questions. I'm your host, Chris. I just want to welcome you all to my very first episode of this podcast. Today we will be discussing what theology is, why it's important to study theology, and ultimately ask the question, who is God? Or what is God? So before we begin this, let's define what theology is. Simply, what it is, is the study of God. It comes from the two Greek words, theos, meaning God, and ology, meaning study of. And then the next thing I want to tackle is I want to be able to give a reason why theology is so important to study. Why should we bother studying theology? And the reason why we want to study theology is because it affects how we view God. Not only that, but it affects how we view the world, and it affects the entire Christian faith as a whole. If we don't have a correct view of who God is, this will ultimately affect us how we do mission, how we do evangelism, how we do worship, even how we just talk to people about God in general. So before we um, get into this, I just want to read a fantastic quote from Stephen Lawson, who gives, I believe, the best reason why we should study theology. And this is what he has to say. There is no higher subject than any mind can ever contemplate than the study of God. No truth is so mind-expanding, no truth is so heart-enlarging, and no truth is so life-changing as the study of God. And this is what I ultimately seek to do. I want to be able to present theology in such a way that it gives you guys a much greater an appreciation of who God is. And my prayer is that this will expand your mind and your hearts and will ultimately change your life and give you a richer understanding of who God is and a far richer understanding of what the Bible says about who God is. Now, before we move on, I just want to explain that why I've started with this subject on the attributes of God. And the reason is because everything that I will be discussing from this point onwards will have this at its very foundation. In order for us to understand sin, the gospel message, salvation, etc., we must have a correct understanding of who God is because God is at the very center of theology. Once we have an understanding of who God is, then it'll be much easier to grasp everything else. I also want to give some definitions before I move on. I want to talk about what's called the commutable attributes of God and the incommutable attributes of God. So what are those? What do those big words mean? So the commutable attributes are attributes that we, in a sense, share with God, such as love, um, wisdom, um, being able to start relationships, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So things that we and God have in common. Um, ultimately, God will have these at a much more perfect state than we do. So I'm not saying by because we have these, we're somehow equal to God. We're not. Um, so please don't get that muddled up. Um, and then there's incommutable attributes and these things that belongs to God alone. So such things as his omniscience, his holiness, his uh, omnipresence. So before we start with who and what God is, I just want to give some examples of what God is not. God is not some impersonal force. You'll hear some people say that God is like like the force from Star Wars, for example, you know, that we have some ability to control or harness this, this power or, you know, whatever else you want to call it. God is not a pantheistic God. That is to say that he is in all aspects of creation. So um, pantheism basically means that God is in everything. So he's in the rocks, he's in the trees, he's in us, he, he is the universe. 
You know, God is not that. And also, God is not some genie in a bottle which we can just make infinite amount of wishes and whatever we want, he basically grants to us. And sadly, I just want to point out that this view of God is very common in today's churches. And a lot of preachers will say to the congregation, you know, if you just ask and just have faith, you know, if you just ask for money or for wealth or whatever it is that your heart desires, God will give it to you if you just have faith, you know. That is not who God is. Um, so now that I've given some examples of what God is not, I want to describe what God is. And I think the Second London Baptist Confession of Faith describes this well. So this is what the Baptist Confession of Faith had to say about who God is. The Lord our God is one, the only living and true God. He is self-existent and infinite in being and perfection. His essence cannot be understood by anyone but him. He is a perfect, pure spirit. He is invisible and has no body parts or changeable emotions. He alone is immortal, dwelling in light that no one can approach. He is unchangeable, immense, eternal, incomprehensible, almighty in every way, infinite, absolutely holy, perfectly wise, wholly free, completely absolute. He works all things according to the counsel of his own unchangeable and complete righteous will for his own glory. He is the most loving, gracious, merciful, and patient. He overflows with goodness and truth, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin. He rewards those who seek him diligently. At the same time, he is perfectly just and terrifying in his judgment. He hates all sin and will certainly not clear the guilty. Now, that is just a lot to take in. Um... And if that definition is daunting to you, I will be discussing a lot of those attributes that I've named within that definition later on in this podcast. So you don't have to be like, oh my gosh, what is he talking about? I'll get to these. But from that definition, we can say that God is all-knowing, all-wise, all-powerful, and never-changing. You know, he is also a personal God, too. God is a being that plans and thinks and acts he is a God who feels, which are all distinguishing marks of having a personality. But the thing I want to focus about God is God is spirit. That God has no physical form. And I believe that throughout the study of the attributes of God, we get the greatest focus of the other disciplines in theology. God is immutable. That is, he is not compromised of of matter, or immaterial, sorry, that he has not compromised of matter and he has no physical, physical composition. God does not have any body part. God has a physical, God has no physical form. If God had a physical form, then he would only be limited to being at one place at one time. When I get to the subject of omnipresence of God, I'll explain this under much further detail. Although the Bible speaks of God having body parts such as eyes, hands, and feet, and other things like that, these are what we call anthropomorphic expression, which basically means that God attributes himself with human-like qualities so that we can comprehend him a bit better. For example, when we read that the eyes of the Lord roams to and fro from all the earth, it's basically God telling us that he sees everything and that nothing can be hidden from his sight. God is invisible. Since also God's a spiritual being, he cannot be seen. 
As stated before, God does not have any physical form, and because he is immaterial, thus it cannot be seen. John 1.18 says that there is no one who has seen God at any time. This is that there is no one who has seen God in his full glory. Now, there have been many people in today's church who have claimed to have seen or heard from, to have seen God. And the sad thing is these people use this as a form of manipulation. Um, they'll be saying, like, because I've seen God, because I've heard this from God, you know, I have the authority as if, you know, to do whatever I want. Um, and I just want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever hear a preacher ever say that, then pay no heed to him or her. Because they're just telling a whole bunch of lies. Because if they really had truly seen God, they would have been dead. Um, or at least in a dead-like state. As an example, um, in Revelation, when John sees the full glory of Christ, he lays as if he were dead. Um, so yeah, pay no heed to what these preachers say. Now, some of you who are believers might ask, is there times where God has shown himself to people like Isaiah and Moses? And yes, this is true. God does show himself to individual people within the Bible. But this has always been in the form of light. Um, light that is radiant from his being. That is God, for example, when God has shown himself to Moses on Mount Sinai, where you hear oh, oh, Moses only saw an afterglow of his glory. And on Isaiah, he only saw the radiant light that shone from the temple. Colossians 1.15 says that our first to God is the invisible God. Because God is invisible, we must we must rely on what the Bible says about Him. And some of you might be asking, how can we know that the Bible how can we know that the Bible says is true? A lot to encourage you guys to keep listening because that is the topic I will be discussing at a later point on how we can trust the Bible to say what it says about not just about who God is but life in general. This best representation of what God is like is through His creation. Romans 1.20 says, For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, has been clearly seen perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that he has made. Now some of you might ask, if God is a spiritual being, why, does he not ref- why do we refer to God as a he? Does not God, being spirit and have no body parts, make him genderless? And the answer to this is because God is always portrayed and in the original manuscripts of the Bible, both in, in Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, as being male, not female. Also, these manuscripts, the words used to describe God, are often in a masculine manner. Um, so this is why we refer to God as he, because it's how the Bible describes God and him. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of Aspects of Faith. I hope this episode has given you a greater understanding of who God is and why it is important to have a correct view of who God is. In the next episode, I'll be discussing what it means for God to be eternal and self-existent. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Make sure to check out my Instagram page and subscribe for more episodes of Aspects of Faith. God bless.